Hey there, I'm in the studio today with another interesting person. This guy grew up in the area but lived elsewhere for a while and now he's back again. I'm talking about Brian Cook of cookcraft.ca. Brian, welcome to the studio. Uh, hi, Jenny. How are you? I'm okay. <laughs> so, Brian, um, this show is being recorded, as you know, and we're going to air it a little later when there's even more snow on the ground than there currently is now. And typically, my understanding is that's when people start to plan canoe trips. So that's why it's timely for me to talk with you about canoe building and how you came to do that. Yeah, well, no, actually, usually people leave it till the last minute of planning their <laughs> canoe trips, and then they and they leave the canoe repairs till the last minute too. <laughs> in my experience, oh dear. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's see. You grew up in this area. Yeah, um, yeah. I I grew up in Sprucedale. Sprucedale, a little okay. village just north of here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And but you didn't live in this area all your life. You went away to study uh, somewhere. Yes. You sure. Yeah, I did. Uh, I did. Um, Studied molecular genetics in Quebec, uh-huh. and uh, and then went on to do some some stem cell research stuff uh, in California. In California, how did you hook up uh, with somebody in California for a job? Just uh, connections. It's yeah. all about the connections, right? Not about the degree or anything like that. It's just about uh, the connections, okay. right? Okay. Yeah. So you were doing stem cell research in regenerative medicine. Yeah, regenerative. Uh, Sort of, um, we were we were working on a few different things, uh, sort of regenerating the immune system after chemotherapy oh. using stem cells and uh, and uh, a, a cure for um, macular degeneration using genetic uh, genetically modified enzymes. And oh, wow. just all sorts of nerdy stuff like that. Wow, <clears throat> wow, that sounds like it would be very beneficial to mankind. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, good for us. Maybe not so good for the planet. Eh? <laughs> oh, okay. So, h- how many years were you in California? Uh, just a couple. Okay. Couple, and then a year in in uh, Arizona. Okay. Doing the same thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, kind of missed paddling, though. I bet. Uh, yeah, missed missed paddling. Missed the freshwater lakes. Um, yeah, California. It's kind of hard to find some nice fresh water to. Uh, is it the phone? Yeah. Oh. Anyway, okay, well... Oh. Okay, we're just going to ignore that because it's supposed to be on silence and I don't know how to do that otherwise. Um, so if somebody got it, that's good. Let's just go on then. <laughs> family too, yep. you know. Uh, no family out there, right? So, uh, yeah, just decided to come back home. Okay, so you, you tumbled home. Sure, yeah, there's, uh, there's a, a film I made called A Tumble Home kind of talks about what we're talking about today really i guess just this this whole thing i did um tumbling home to become a canoe builder and uh working on wooden boats and Mm -hmm. and being more in nature and uh out on the lakes and you know where i feel i'm meant to be kind of thing right sure and and for canoe aficionados tumble home has another meaning as well it is it's the the curvature around the chine of the canoe which is where the the water uh about the waterline sort of area mm-hmm. and uh the curvature where uh the canoe sort of gets pinched in um and uh that term comes from the old ship ships uh 
with cannons on them. Oh. They would have the cannons on the top deck. Uh-huh. And uh, by having the, the top of the boat narrower than the sides, you'd give more stability for those heavy cannons. Ah. And uh, um, yeah, so I know some nautical things too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're a nautical boy. Okay. Um, so you came back what year to this area? Uh, 2011. 2011. End of 2011. Okay. And yeah. did you hook up right away with Jack Hurley to no, learn the trade? No, no, no. No? Um, what did I do? I went out and lived in my family cabin for a year or something. No electricity, no running water, and just soaking up nature. Nice. Kind of yeah. Yeah, and just uh, probably was a very restorative time for you. Yep. Yeah, yeah. it was. Yeah. yeah it okay. was great. So then you kind of decided that you wanted to do canoe building and sure, yeah, reading lots of uh, re- uh, reading lots of historical fiction and uh, naval type ah. nautical things and really remembering how interested in boats I am. I, I grew up in in boats all the time. Mm-hmm. I was out and all summer long. I had my own boat as a kid. Uh huh. And I think you were on uh, family cottaging and camping on Georgian Bay as well as Algonquin No, uh, it was a little lake near Sprucedale, Bear Lake. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, so there was that. Uh, but I just got this interest in, in boats and mm-hmm. uh, I thought, oh, I'd like to build a boat. And okay. so a friend of my mom's was introduced to me, Jack Hurley. Mm-hmm. And uh, I asked him if he could teach me to build a Viking ship. Huh? <laughs> and, uh, I can imagine Jack's reaction. <laughs> sure. He said, yeah, yeah, just come on by tomorrow and you can help me bend ribs on a canoe. Huh. Okay. So that's where our relationship started. We never did build the Viking ship, but maybe one day. Okay. <laughs> but you do have a Viking-like boat I've seen on your website. Uh, yeah, I did. I did. um I, I did build a little, uh, we called it the Viking ship. It's it's a little square stern canoe with a very high um, prow, kind of like a Viking ship would yeah. have, um, just to, to uh, pass through the bigger waves a little easier. Sure. Well, uh, it's very elegant looking, and, and people will be able to see photos sure. of it on your website, cookcraft.ca, where they'll also find the film Tumble Home and a video of you making canoes, right? Yeah, there's there's all sorts of stuff in there. Um, right, yeah, working at, at Jack's, I built that first canoe and made a little 15-minute uh, documentary of it mm-hmm. um, being done and uh, threw that up on YouTube, and I think we're up to 1.5 million views now. Oh, so, wow. Um, and lots of good uh, constructive comments and and whatnot. Okay, uh, so we're going to just take a little break right here and come back and talk more about canoe building and how you ended up with your own shop. Okay. So this is Jenny Cressman chatting with Brian Cook of CookCraft.ca, where you find lots of photos of the fun stuff he does. Bye for the moment. Welcome back to Everything Bagels with Jenny Cressman chatting with Brian Cook. So we were just talking a bit about Brian's canoe building and how he got into it. One of my first introductions to Brian's work was a little film called Tumble Home. Can you tell us a bit how that came about, Brian? Sure, yeah. Uh, A good friend of mine uh, was working with me one year um, doing some canoe stuff. 
Uh, he's also a documentary filmmaker. He's made a bunch of interesting films. Uh, one cool thing he did was with snakes. Uh, when he oh. lived in Indonesia, he uh, bought snakes back from the leather, uh, the the snake leather uh, manufacturers. Live snakes, and he took them out into the jungle and, and released them and uh, did drone footage. Oh, wow. And just did some filming and, and made a documentary on that. Um, so uh, he's, he's, he's experienced with his filmmaking. And uh, anyway, so we just decided you got the skill and we've got all this interesting stuff to film. Let's make a movie. Yeah. Uh, so we just, uh, so we had a kind of an idea for it. Um Really, a naturey kind of folky, m- mystical sort of feel mm-hmm. to it. Yes, uh, which led me to decide that I needed to build a harp. Uh, well, a lyre, which is kind yeah. of a, a Greek harp. Yeah, ancient Greek harp. Um, which you play in the film, and I just so that I could use it for the film and huh? record the soundtrack okay. and all of that. Right. Okay. So we did that. We had the uh, canoe with the square sail on it. Uh-huh. Um, yes. actually called a lug sail. Okay. And, uh, and at one point, uh, we, we were going down Stratton Lake, which is at the, uh, east end of Algonquin. And it's kind of a long, um, narrow, windy, windy lake, very windy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, as soon as I got on that lake, I had the, uh, sail up in the canoe and I had the lyre out. And, uh, once, once the wind gets pulling you, it'll just steer you along. And uh, so I did like a little live concert for all the campers uh, as I went down the lake. They're all coming to the to the shore to listen to this uh, harp being played. Very cool. With by this weird canoe sailing down the lake, (laughs) a Viking (laughs) dropped from the heavens. (laughs) I don't know. It was a weird, yeah. Well, so there's some lovely, charming moments and also some quirky moments in the film. At one point, I notice a goat walking behind you. A goat, yeah, because we we have. Yeah, we've got goats. Uh, my partner and I have goats. Uh, two goats. I heard they're both male. They're both male. So um, no goat milk. No, no you don't breeding. want that milk. Just- no. Uh, <laughs> the- so you you just they're just pets. Yeah, they're okay. old. They're seniors, uh, and we're just sort of trying to give them a good like last few years of life and take care of them. And they're pets. Yeah, they're just okay, pets. So they're for entertainment. So you and you old uh, goat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What? (laughs) (laughs) So goats, um, that's an unusual thing for a canoe shop person to have. But there are also some other unusual things that you do, um, not just building canoes. So you talked about building a lyre and a lute. And you do other instrumentation as well. Violin. um, Guitars. And now, yeah, we are into, uh, uh, again, another friend of mine, um, Damien Bolthauser. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, has come and uh, taken up a little spot in the shop, and we're 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 building Bolthauser guitars, ah. uh, which are acoustic guitars uh, made of solid wood. You know, uh-huh. no laminate in them. Nice. Um, so you get a nicer sound that way, okay. right? Uh, and yeah, so we're doing that too. Um, so the fellow that you got the shop from, essentially, who was. Not exactly a mentor, but someone you looked up to as a fellow canoe builder, Clarence Bogues. He also built instruments, right? He did. Actually, I never knew Clarence. He died before I was even born. Okay. He, he built uh, 
So Clarence Bogues, the original owner of the canoe shop that I work out of, um, did build canoes there. And he did build fiddles and even, I've been told he built banjos too. Oh. Uh, And that was back in the 50s, 60s, 70s, and uh, he died in 81. Uh, so we, but he was pretty busy there. Um, I have all of his old canoe molds. Okay. And yeah, he was kind of a legend in the canoe building world. He was, yeah. One yeah. of the, well, I mean, it generally canoe builders around here are just the eccentric, eccentric <laughs> they're all eccentrics, right? Uh, and, uh, Clarence Bogues was no exception. He was, uh, he was the eccentric guy that, uh. You know, he had a he was a really nice, friendly guy, but he had a temper too, uh-huh. and you know, so you could you just had to you know how to deal with him, I guess, right? So he he also did a few little funky, quirky things, though, as I understand it. I believe I read on your website he used bits of toothbrushes. He used uh, yeah, like he would <laughs> cut how up did little he use those? well, just little pieces of plastic that he would glue in glue into uh, into the wood and he would carve out a little piece of of something out of toothbrush to put in as an inlay right <laughs> okay um he did that he had a, the pet uh raven that he fed okay uh one one winged raven named <laughs> joe okay and no goats though he he didn't have goats he had a pig okay uh but he ate it um <laughs> he was a trapper okay uh he ate a lot of beaver tongue and oh. you know just a yeah, all an interesting guy. Really yeah. a man of Dwight. So now you're <laughs> stepping up into his studio, using his molds, building canoes and instruments, That's having right. quirky pets. Yeah, it's <laughs> uh, and you know, some people say that I'm maybe a reincarnation of the guy even. It, it's, who, who knows? There you right? go. Stranger yeah. things could have happened. Yeah. So what else are you working on these days? So you're working hard on canoes. Do you have time for anything else? No, really, I don't. I I have uh, canoes, wooden. Well, it's not just canoes, eh? It's uh, wooden boats, lots right. of old wooden boats, uh, old runabouts, and uh, c- cedar strip uh, sailboats mm-hmm. and rowboats and uh, lap strake rowboats. Tons of old stuff like that, eh? Well, and, and paddles. You also make paddles, right? I do make paddles so you, I, if I have time, if, but yeah, I, I, you okay. know, it's kind of on the back burner sort of mm. thing with the instruments too, right? It's you know. Your paddles are very interestingly textured, though. Yeah, So tell me sure. about the reason for the texturing. Oh, yeah, right. Um, well, uh, I use a power carver on my paddles, and, mm-hmm. and I give them, uh, the blades have like a texture to them, um, a ripply texture or just some kind of uh, substantial texture. And uh, it's based on... Um, some science that was uh, a research that was done at um, University of Guelph, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, where a physicist took all these different paddle designs and put them in a, a water tank and pressure sensors on them and, and everything and uh, to just determine the efficiency at moving water of, of all the different paddle designs, right? Okay. Uh, and he found that uh, the most efficient for moving water were actually the uh, ones that the um, that the the natives had uh, carved using crook knives, mm. uh, which is like a kind of a hook hook sort of a knife that uh, can be used to sort of scoop little chunks of wood out. Okay. Um, leaving all these divots behind, leaving this ri- very rippled texture on the paddle blade, 
Uh, and I guess his his uh, hypothesis was that um, these little were acted as little pockets to grab and pull the water a little better. Uh, so that well, they're very they're very lovely too. They're it's lovely a, too. Yeah, it's a nice decoration, uh, a very aesthetically pleasing effect. And so it's interesting that it also draws on your interest in scientific research to uh, to put that yeah. skill to use as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so what's what's next then? Were you going to have time to paddle next summer? I understand you didn't get a lot of time this summer. Yeah, this summer I I actually did get out in a canoe once. It was a couple of weeks ago, which w- that's uh, mid October. Okay, I had to wait till <laughs> yeah. mid October till everything slowed down. Then I finally got a day to go out in a canoe. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And uh, yeah, it's just it's that's how busy I am. There's just no shortage of work. Yeah, and there's not a lot of people doing this kind of thing. Um, so it's, it's me and a a handful of others and, uh, we're just all working really hard to keep people's canoes in the water, keep people's boats. How would you be able to determine what percentage of repair work you do as opposed to new builds? Oh yeah. I, I, I only build about maybe two, three, four canoes a year, mm, and the okay. rest is all repair work. And that's okay. re-canvassing, that's mm-hmm. woodwork, um, you know, the, all the painting and varnishing and all of that. Uh, okay. So, and it's, it takes up time. It's a lot of yeah. time, yeah. What part of it do you find the most uh, enjoyable when you're building a canoe or, or repairing one? Well, um, applying an antiquing stain, I guess, getting mm. the grain just right mm-hmm. and just applying a little bit of a golden stain to it just to bring the grain right out and see uh-huh. it all come together. Um, or putting a final coat of varnish on is always a really nice, uh, not for everyone. I mean, it varnish is pretty stinky stuff, right? <laughs> yeah. You get enough of that, your eyes really start watering and, um, but I like it. Yeah, it's it's a rewarding experience for sure. Well, yeah. and in looking at the photos of your work on the website, cookcraft.ca, you really have some lovely colors and detailing there. And I, mm. even if somebody doesn't want to necessarily buy a canoe, I think they need to take a look at what you yeah, do. Yeah, I do pretty unique so, stuff there. Yeah, don't I? Yeah, I, I don't know of anyone else that, that does that. Um, with the, with the like I've, I've done uh, canoes with... Uh, like these are cedar canvas canoes with cedar ribs and planking on the mm-hmm. inside. And I've done a few of them with stain, um, like blue or red stains, mm. stuff you wouldn't normally see. And yeah. uh, just to give some contrast and just to make something that looks really unique. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the canoe that you were paddling in the film, I believe, with the details of the um, the trilliums along the edge pinstripe with the trillium and yeah. oak leaves yeah yeah um yeah i do stuff like that too i i you know i that's, I try that's to... your artistic work that's paint yeah I, I hand painted it actually it wasn't it wasn't very it was rushed very custom um, <laughs> dave the filmmaker we we uh thought oh let's put oak leaves all over it so dave got a potato and cut out a shape <laughs> of a oak leaf and it was like kindergarten all over again we dabbed uh, da, um Dabbed the potato in some green paint yes. and pl- blotched it on there with a huh. to make an oak leaf, and it and it turned out pretty awful to be honest. But ah, wow. from a distance, it's okay. 
Yeah, and the trilliums, you know, recognizable shape. <laughs> yeah, the trilliums, no, those were hand-painted. I okay. did those, yeah, hand-painted, <laughs> yeah. And viney stuff and all of that. Um, so, yeah, I like to try and bring that kind of nature-y uh, artisticness to my canoes just to give them more of a, to make them look a little more like they belong, almost like they grew there. Well, wonderful. It is nice to see your work and how you've grown over the years uh, from being a California boy, stem cell research, to getting back to your roots in Muskoka and doing something amazing. Thank you so much for being on my show, Brian. Thanks. Okay. So uh, check out cookcraft.ca to see some of Brian's lovely work. Bye for now.